You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wundri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Kids should go to school. That's what we're committed to. I haven't flip-flopped. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this, bat- over this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be thankful that you stood up for what it was right. Represent. 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 You're listening to Represent. It's been a long time. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Um, it's been like three weeks. Yeah, I think so. We've been doing exams, so we kind of... We've been very busy. Three little busy bees. Yeah. Friday, we've all been stressed. Yeah. <laughs> but we can <laughs> decompress now, which is uh, good. Yeah. Um, all right. So... Let's, uh, we've got a, we've got about two minutes until that song I play just then finishes. <laughs> so, uh, we got a bit of time to build. Time to chat. Maybe we should just go straight in into our to our first segment. First topic. The first, like, the energy crisis. Yeah. So, I just want to start by asking, because I have to admit, because I've been so busy, I haven't been looking at the news, mm. I kind of didn't realise that, like, these blackouts that we could have, or that some places are already having, are, like actually happening like that really? we could actually have blackouts well, i've just been really in the dark in the dark <laughs> <hey? laughs> i've been really in the dark and then i was like oh my gosh like when it gets to 6 p.m every night we should be actually worried because that's when it's most likely yeah. to happen well i feel like it they've n- not really been saying victoria you're gonna black yeah have is it new, more new, new south, south wales, wales. Yeah. and queensland a bit i mm. think because i remember my grandma saying oh i've she was like, I've done all this stuff to prepare. I've got candles. I've got the radio. I've got batteries. But I'm not prepared. And we were all like, yes, you are. That's what being prepared is. <laughs> but I'm not prepared. <laughs> what a queen. But um, So prepared. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about... Yeah. And like, what scares me? Like, scares me. I guess I don't like, you know, I think if when I was like lived in Queensland and like storms and you lose power, mm. like it would be fine because like it's so warm. But I was like thinking, oh my God, Brady, if we lost power at our house, we would be so cold. <laughs> yeah. Like we'd we be would so freeze. cold. And that's not scary to me. But anyway, you might be wondering like why are these blackouts happening and or like energy crisis leading to blackouts. And it's not just one thing, Bridie. Really? It's an Tell acu- me more. I will. <laughs> um, it's an accumulation of things, um, as people have described as the perfect storm. Mm. Um, so there's a f- some of them are actually kind of kind of quite funny. Like you just think that's so odd. Anyway, mm. the first one that isn't funny is obviously the war in Ukraine. Mm. Um, 
has oil made prices. yeah gas and coal more expensive um that's obviously like a worldwide issue just did an economic sack this morning and we talked oh, about yes. our energy prices what did you say in your sack well actually there wasn't a question where i talked about it oh hopefully my teacher's not listening and going hmm yes there was you should have been talking about that oh no <laughs> but um yeah yeah no we just you know a lot of the topic that we were just doing is about ooh, higher oil prices makes everything more expensive which mm. is kind of logical kind of probably didn't need to be taught that but there you go <laughs> there you go um and then the other thing is that like like Australia as like an exporter we are like shipping off our gas and coal overseas instead of using it for us which <laughs> sounds really stupid what I an know. interesting idea I know like we don't care about us let's make yeah. money yeah and send it overseas which I mean I'm not even really surprised at this point and then <laughs> these are like the more interesting things where I'm like wow like, this is fascinating is that there hasn't been as much wind for our wind farms, and I like feel it's like been it's a been le- a bit breezy. I feel like it too, but apparently it's been apparently less windy not. than usual. Oh, there you go. And then obviously, like because it's winter, there's less sun, and like the, the it has reason been a grey winter. It's been a grey winter, and then obviously the reason why I was saying that thing about six pm is because that's when, like, the blackouts are most likely to happen because the sun's gone down, and that's when the most power. people are turning on their heating. Yeah, coming home TVs. from work, cooking dinner. <clears throat> And then the other, this one just just ridiculous, but there's actually maintenance right now, <laughs> scheduled maintenance going on at the coal plants. Oh my god! That they can't every like, single one. No, like most of them. Like oh they've god. been, they, it's been scheduled for like you know, like years. Like but like it happens yonks. to be right now, and they can't unschedule it. Like it's just like how, ridiculous. How funny. I know, I thought that was so funny. They were like, and any anyway, the point that they were explaining on the ABC is that all these things are accumulating. Mm. And it's not yes. just one thing. And it's most importantly not that we don't have enough energy, but it's that we, like, can't afford it. Mm. Because um, it's expensive. It's very expensive right now. Um, So it's kind of, I mean, what they're doing at the moment to, like, help this is they've put a cap on, like, what can you what you can imagine would be a unit of energy. Like, would it be a what? I don't even know. But, you know. I have no idea. We're explaining it in lay terms. But basically, yeah. they've put a $300 cap on, like, let's say it's, like, per watt. Because before, they were, like, making it, like, a ridiculous amount. Like, yeah. Or, like, in the thousands. Um, which, obviously, like, no one can afford. Um, so, they've, like, put a cap on it. And they're kind of saying that, like, um even though, like, the people who are generating energy are, like, running it at a loss, the government's, like, we'll just compensate you later because, like, we need this now. We need that, yeah. Um, and so, obviously, with all this stuff, um, you know, Anthony Albanese has said that, the pol- like, this is a result of policy failures of the former government, <laughs> um, which... Um, and easy the pod- for him to say. Very easy for him to say. But the podcaster Sam Hawley said that it's not like that at all it's like policy policy decisions but ones that have been made like decades ago too yeah like you know of the coal plants and where we put yeah like renewable resources and yeah what we invest in so it's not just scott morrison like yeah yeah as much as it was but um and then, obviously, what I, like, I just wanted to also connect to this, which I thought was interesting, because obviously, like, what we need to, like, solve this problem is, like, invest in renewable energy sources, but more importantly, like, how they're stored, because mm-hmm. at the moment, we don't have, like, a way to store them, mm, so, it's, so it's hard to, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you so mean. So that we can, like, you know, have, like, have backup energy. Yeah. I'm trying to think that, was that, all that sort of talk about that battery in South Australia, is that, like, a 
renewable think, storage? I or think is that so. Else? No, I think so. Like apparently you can get like yeah, these batteries, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um the Elon Musk one. <laughs> Have I made that up? Hopefully not. We don't need his energy in the batteries. I don't know. I'll look it up. But yeah, and so like connecting that, like um, so obviously that's like what we need to like help this crisis, which is supposed to go for about 12 to 18 months. It's a um, while. I don't know. It is a long time. And so we'll probably be hearing the same things, you know, reduce your power consumption in summer when it's really hot and everyone's mm, got their air cons going. True, true. But, um, on the, like a brighter side, WA is investing in, um, they're be- investing 3.8 billion into renewable energy and like, like ways into like which we can store that as well, which is like. Um, adding to their 2030 target of reducing emissions by 80%. So they're kind of like, they're kind of, yeah, they've, they've taken this energy crisis and they've ran with it. And they're yeah. like, we're, <laughs> we're going to find a, a solution. So obviously this is like phasing out, like trying to phase out coal and heading towards renewable energy, which will hopefully like, you know, without like with these things, you probably wouldn't have a crisis because like the coal plants. Um, so yeah, um, that's kind of it. Um, hmm. had a few questions about Ask Anthony, away. Anthony Albanese blaming the previous government, but I think we both agree that it's a bit of a it's a bit of a long shot. I mean, yeah. I mean it's like he has only been in for when was it, twenty first of May? Like a month. Mm. Like a month and three days. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of hard to say this um energy crisis has come around in a month and three days. Mm. But also it's been it's not just the previous government you know yeah. it's everyone it's everyone as um, much as we should have invested in renewables 20 30 years ago we didn't so just saying oh it's scott morrison's fault it's kind of pointless yeah um and you know anthony's had he, he's kind of come in hot there's been a few things he's had to do he's with. done a lot he's done a lot like he's done the wage increase which we're going to talk about later yeah. He's had this crisis. He's he's been to um, Ukraine. Been, no, he hasn't. Oh no! Did no. you not go? He didn't go. He didn't go. We're talking about him going next week because he's next going to NATO week. next week. He's going to France. He's going uh, to talk to Macron. He do a little bit of a detour. Yeah, actually, no, yeah. they invited him. Yeah, yeah, I saw they invited him, and I just presumed that. I no, they haven't about. decided. He's getting advice. Sure, you go. That's what some Richard Miles or Jim Chalmers or someone was saying on the radio. Hmm. I reckon it'd be good if he went. I mean, I guess it's dangerous, but yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, we might head to a song. Um, I'm just having a little look at our uh, lineup here. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of pro- promos. So I'm trying to like, where's our song gone? Well, that's okay. I can keep talking about Anthony Albanese, and you can do that. All right. What have you got to say about him, Brady? Well, I just think he's been kind of forced to deal with a lot he's been thrown in the deep end Mm. um and he's very much like this energy stuff is quite tricky to deal with as well as like the fuel prices being so high yeah i definitely agree take us away bridey tell us about these ministers we're gonna chat about some victorian labor ministers so um a few senior labor ministers in the last couple of days there were some rumors yesterday now i'm a bit of a sucker for a rumor Brady loves conspiracies. I love conspiracy theories, rumours, anything. If I see it, like, it's alleged, I'm like, hmm, tell me more. <laughs> anyway, yesterday it came out that a few senior Labour ministers in the Victorian Parliament were going to retire. And I was a bit like, hmm, 
How interesting. I wonder if that's true. Because these things, they always do turn out to be true. But I was yeah. just thinking to myself, imagine if they come out and just go, no, I'm not retiring. Yeah, well, like, I feel like everything that comes out of the Canberra bubble, like, it's never f- it's never not true. Well, this is the Melbourne bubble. This Melbourne bubble. bubble. True, true. <laughs> It's hit close to home bubble, yeah. but like I feel like anything with politics, like it's never not true. Yeah, because so, why would start someone start some a rumor that's rumors. not true though? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, why yeah. would do that? I think that people should start spreading fake rumors as leaks to the media. Yeah, I think crazy. that would be a bit make politics a bit more entertaining. It would, hey, but like the funny thing, I just was thinking, you know how like there's the rule in journalism that you have to like two people have to report on it for you to like be like, yeah, okay, it's fact. Yeah, like. Stuff that rule. Everything that comes out of politics that they make of rumours is always mm-hmm. ends up being true. Just report. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. don't even, don't even bother following that rule. Yeah. So tell us more, Bridie. So there's been four ministers. Um, Daniel Andrews has like. Yeah. He's, so Daniel he's Andrews. Them, he isn't one of them. It's, no, 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 <laughs> not no, him. I but know, he's I given know. him. He's given them very kind words. Yeah, yeah. He's said a lot of nice things about them. So the ones that are retiring are James Molino, who's the Deputy Premier, Martin Foley, the Health Minister, Lisa Neville, the Police Minister, and Martin Pakula, who's like, I think he's like tourism and sports and something else. He's like a bunch of things. Right. Or like gaming. I think he's gaming. Gaming. But like sports gaming. Yeah, like sports gaming. I'm like imagining him in his room like... (laughs) (laughs) On his game bus. On the Xbox. (laughs) Yeah, so they're like... Four very visible ministers. They've been very, very visible um, at press conferences mm. for the last couple of years throughout COVID. So they've all sort of said we've been – they've all had quite long political parliamentary careers. They've um, – I think Martin Foley's been in there for about 15 years, which is pretty good innings. Um, so they're all saying it's for renewal. Lisa Neville's got some health reasons, um, said she's been putting her health before her job and now – I mean, sorry, she's been putting her job before her health – and now she wants to put her health before mm-hmm. her job. As she should. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but, you know, is there another reason? They've promoted a bunch of other MPs now because um, to senior cabinet roles that these four ministers are leaving. Um, is there another reason, Mimi? I don't really think so. I think... Because when you um you told me about it this morning, I went online and started like looking at Add things, and I was just going through the like the live updates that the ABC were doing, mm. and I was just waiting like, oh come on, like someone say something juicy, like yeah. you know, where's the gossip? There's no one. But it like, was literally shade. just Daniel Andrews doing all these like heartfelt statements that were really quite yeah. sincere. Actually, I thought they were quite nice, but like, and then like you know the other. Ministers who are resigning, like, responding to him. And I'm like, mm. where's the juice? Yeah, I the, find it a bit interesting they've all done it at the same time. Because there are also a couple of other ministers who are resigning. Um, there's one, there's Richard Wynne, there's someone else mm. who I can't remember. Well, he he resigned, well, he, he put notice in to resign. Ages ago, yeah, because he's our member where I live. Oh. Um, so we heard about this ages ago, like, last year, easily. Mm-mm. So, mm, it's a bit interesting. I just think, like... Having it come so kind of suddenly and all together, it's like, is this is this a protest? If it was a protest resignation, then I think they would say so. But I definitely don't think it is. Yeah, they've been also civil. Hmm. Um, and the opposition leader Matthew Guy. Yeah, he's been like trying to. Did you see his quotes? He's like yeah. trying to. Um, he lost more than half his cabinet since his last elections. Unprecedented. I know, and if he can't keep his own team together. 
why should the rest of the state have faith that the team he's putting in place will be there longer as well? Mm. He's really stirring the pot, eh? Yeah, I mean, he has a point, losing a lot of your cabinet since an election. Like, that is a... It is something, definitely, yeah. to consider. I think it's but interesting. I think... I but mean, I think if they're doing... If it doesn't come out in, you know, a couple of weeks that they've all resigned because they're mad about something, if it ends up genuinely just being that they think that the party needs renewal, I think that's a good thing. I think yeah. it's good that they're recognising that we need more young people, fresh faces. Yeah, I think it's great. And I don't know, my gut is telling me that, like, there's nothing wrong. Yeah, I'm kind of not getting anything. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't really have much more to say on this stuff. I mean, they we've also lost the other member, um, ministers that have left since the election are Jill Hennessy, who was the Attorney General, Jenny McCarkos, Gavin Jennings, Adam Somurak in the branch stacking investigation, Marlene Kairouz, Luke Donnellan, and Robin Scott. I mean, that's a lot. And now yeah. another four. And Richard Wynn. Yeah, it is kind of... It does feel strange, but I guess it just is what it is. Yeah. Um, do you want to... Um, Talk about a bit of that um kind of um yeah sorry I'm <laughs> distracted. Do you should we just talk, cover a bit of that uh transphobia you were talking mm. about in the Greens? Yeah, so the Greens who are coming off their most successful election campaign ever, having won was it three? Like a green, they had a green slide, a green slide in, in, in um in Queensland, Brisbane, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the Victorian Greens appointed a new state convener who was Linda Gale who is a former officer at the Tertiary Education Union. Um, but she has a history of making transphobic statements. She published a paper, I believe, three years ago, um, which effectively said there are only two genders, yada, 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 you know, more transphobic things. Mm. Um, another queer convener, Ricky Spencer, resigned in protest. Um, a quote in Junkie is, if they want people like Yale... Um, and if that's what the members choose to want, then okay. But then perhaps that's not the best fit for somebody like me. So although Gail commit, uh, confirmed a commitment to fight for trans rights, she actually didn't condemn or even address at all the paper she wrote a few years ago in this statement. So there were a lot of senior Greens that condemned it on Twitter. Um, Janet Rice, who was one of like the founding members, she's been in the Greens for ages, she's a senator, um, Tim Baxter, who's the Deputy Mayor of Port Phillip, Lydia Thorpe, who's a Senator, Max Chandler Mather, who just got elected in Brisbane or in Griffith, I think, um, Maureen Ferrucci and Jenny Leong. Um, but then Samantha Ratnam, who's the leader of the Victorian Greens in the Victorian Parliament, has overturned Linda Gale's appointment. So they'll hold a new election. We don't know when, but they've encouraged Gale not to run again. Yes. Do you think do you think it's reasonable to remove someone from their position in relation to something they wrote in the past? Um I think if she addressed it when she um like had I'm presuming some kind of press conference. I think it was it just would a have statement. been okay, maybe. But 
if she yeah i feel like she needs to address that she like wrote those things and that she's changed and i also think the greens have made such a big issue about being for young people and that like automatically involves issues like queer rights and stuff so i definitely think it's important that they have someone who like actually does support trans rights and it would be i think personally for me it would be okay if she admitted that she did wrong and was happy to like improve and improve yeah but it doesn't really sound like she's it made doesn't, a great effort to do that. No, it doesn't sound like she really cares very much. And so I think she should probably, yeah, be, like, um, reappointed, like, reappointed in her role. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that uh, saying that they're this really inclusive party, you know, they're the party for everyone, and then having people who are out here saying that they're not for everyone, it's like, well, how do you kind of reconcile that? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I feel what were you gonna say? No, you go. I feel like it's all like it's good and I think it's really good that they're like, um, you know, having like another election. But uh but I feel like it's kind of always what seems to happen when like a party like this gets in and they have all these values, you're like, Yes and then like they put their leaders in it and you're like, Oh Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like that's partly I mean, maybe this is very sort of apathetic or whatever, but that's kind of the political system. Mm. Like, we can have really great ideals, but I don't think that in Parliament is where the people who have commitment to these really interesting, um, lively, you know, um, sort of aspirational ideals, I don't think that Parliament is where those people end up. Yeah. Like, I sort of think of um, Anne Sharma, you know, the climate activist who mm. I know... Um, and she's, like, amazing, but I don't know that she'll go into Parliament because, like, she's so talented, but, like, Parliament is so toxic. Yeah, you just get churned out. Exactly. Like, I don't think that... Yeah. Would you ever want to go into Parliament, Bryden? Well, as um, the future Prime Minister at my formal, I'm expected to... No, I'm kidding. Um, I think like, would if, you actually want to, though? If the environment changes... I wouldn't want to go straight in, like, after uni or something. Yeah. But like, you want to have a career career politician. Yeah, I don't want to be a career politician. I want to be a career then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. What about right. you? No, definitely not. But I'm, I'm, I was saying to my, <laughs> I was saying to my mum, I was like, you know, obviously, I, this is half a joke, but I was like, I want to be, I was like, I'm going to be friends with Brady forever so that. When she's Prime Minister, <laughs> I'm going to get all the inside deeds and be able to report on them first. Obviously, that's not the only reason why I love being your friend. But, oh. <laughs> but I was like, Mom, like, I'm going to keep writing real close. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go into our final segment. Yeah. Wage increase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon it was like, everyone at my, it was actually really cute. Everyone at my, uh, well, West was really excited because I was like there when they announced it, like, last Wednesday. <laughs> and everyone was in the tea room being like, yeah! <laughs> it was actually kind of awesome. That's so cute. It was. So, a few numbers coming at you. But the minimum wage has been lifted from $20.33 an hour to $21.38 an hour, which I guess doesn't sound like much, but when I guess when you think about the whole of Australia, like, I guess it's a lot of money. Um, so that's a dollar and five cents difference. And that will start from July. <clears throat> and that's an increase of 5.2%. So it's roughly $40 a week. We get extra. If you're, how many hours is that for? 40 hours a week? Um, if you're working. It would, well, it would depend on what award and stuff. 
Oh, yeah. And um, Fair Work, which I'm pretty sure it's everyone who's under a, f- um, a Fair Work um, rate and award. Yeah, I think so. Um, like, I don't think it um, matters that I don't much. really know. I feel like I don't know very much about this, even though I have a job, but I make more than minimum wage, so. I think I only make minimum wage. That sucks. I'm pretty sure. Swim teaching. Yeah, I don't think, I think I only make minimum wage. I make, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but, um... I thought this was, like, kind of, like, I guess it's not too political, but I thought it was interesting because it was such a big I part of Anthony's... Still, you know, like, the economy. Uh, yeah, about, um, uh, like, of Albany's election campaign. Mm-hmm. And I kind of didn't think... Oh, I thought he'd pull through, but I just didn't think it would happen so quickly. No, I thought it would be, like, a long process. Yeah, and I thought it would be lower. Like, I yeah. didn't think it'd be 5.2. 5.2%, like, that sounds like quite a bit. Yeah, it is. And I feel like when they... We're talking about it, and Scott Morrison was like, "He's a loose unit." Like, um, <laughs> like they were like, you see, like he kind of went back on it a bit. Like, mm. remember how he said it, and then he was like, he oh. sort of said it, and it was like impromptu. Like, I don't think mm. he planned to say it. He just mm. it just came out, and then sort of tried to walk it back, but kind of because then he was kind of like, "Oh, like no, we like we want a wage increase, but maybe it won't be as high as five percent." Five percent. Like, but he met it. Yeah, he did it, which is kind of crazy. And props to him. <laughs> yeah, but. I mean, um, if he can't do it, who can? <laughs> really? Prime yeah. Minister. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, like, wage rise is obviously, as I'm sure everyone knows, <laughs> is to battle rising inflation. Poor Bryce, she's got a bit of a cough. I have a bit of a cough. I'm actually, sick. I'm not sick. I not, was sick, yeah. but, like, I just have this cough that's staying around. Not yeah. COVID. Not COVID. Um, yeah, the rising inflation, which is... Well, I can tell you all about this if you want. Yeah, actually, inflation, I, I would. I didn't do any research on inflation it. Inflation so. is really high. Inflation's at like five percent, um, which is super high. Um, if the kind of economics thinking is like, if you raise wages, people go out and people spend more, which is logical, and they spend more. Um, that may not be the case right now. I feel like logically people can see that the economy is not going so well, and they're like probably more inclined to save right now. Not the point. The kind of general idea is people go out. If they earn more, they spend more. If they spend more, that increases consumption, which increases demand for everything, just like as a over the whole economy. And that means that people, when there's more demand than there is supply, if there's a shortage, so the producers raise their prices. And that makes things more expensive, which increases inflation. So the point of that is that um, wage rises will increase inflation. But because inflation right now is not being caused by an increase in aggregate demand, which is just demand over the whole economy, it's being caused by mostly by like rising gas, oil, coal. No, not really coal. Gas and oil prices because of Russia and Ukraine being at war. Um, that, I think, is the Fair Work Commission's reasoning why a wage rise wouldn't really, um, like, right, raise inflation too much. Yeah. That was quite long-winded and yeah. boring. Sorry. No, that was I not don't right. like I, I tried to keep up. I'm really bad at economics. But, it's you really a good, but you don't even do economics in the subject, do you? Yes, oh, you I do. do. I feel like you do so many subjects. I do four. I feel like you do more than that. I You're always talking about Ospol. Like, no, um, what's that one you always talk about? Legal? Le- no. Um, or global? Global politics. politics. I did global that last politics. year. Right, okay, so something different last year. It's just very applicable to this. 
as a yes. rule. Um, so kind of going off of what uh, Bridie said, um, obviously people who are against this um, wage increase is gonna are like are gonna argue that businesses will struggle to um, pay their employees, especially those who like especially those small businesses who struggled during COVID. But I mean. The idea is that if you're the stuff you're selling, those if that price is going up, like surely it'll even out at the at the least, or like mm. be more expensive than like you're still making well, profit. Well, the thing like the cost of production is going up so much because mm. of like oil and gas being so expensive, so it kind of it's tricky. It will put pressure on businesses, yeah. but when the prices of oil and gas die down, mm. I think that will go away. Yeah, but it's like if you but if you didn't have the wage increase like people wouldn't want to go and buy stuff anyway. exactly so i the wage increase is important because it's going to actually stimulate mm. well theoretically it'll stimulate economic activity if you like yeah and um this is so just really good i guess and t- like just more for like a sense of well-being for people because mm. a quarter of the workforce is on min- minimum wage that's a lot of people who are going to be able to benefit from this um and like i think this recovery is quite well deserved um, mm. because I mean it was those who were like probably on minimum wage who suffered the most through COVID yeah definitely um and yeah that's basically that's basically kind of it um do you so we kind of like I guess we already mentioned that we were surprised that Anthony Albanese pulled through on this commitment so soon yeah, Do I think... don't really know much about the Fair Work Commission, though, so I kind of had no mm. expectations of how long anything would take. I just, I just, I guess I just didn't really think he would actually do it. Yeah. Or that would take forever. Yeah. But I guess, like, in hindsight, it is kind of his, like, kind of his, like, core plot, mm, like, issues. Because it's, like, like, you a know. Unionist. Yeah, yeah, and, like, you know. Yeah. Community housing, like, I feel Social. like it is at his core. Yeah. So I'm kind of not surprised, I guess, in a way. Yeah, yeah, but I get that. Do you reckon he's done a good job? So far. So far? Like, with everything, not just this. I mean, I've been kind of out of the news a bit. Yeah, so have I. The last couple of weeks. I've been so bad. I don't feel like he's really mucked anything up too no. badly. So, for, you know, the first month as PM, it's probably pretty good. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's kind of... I mean, there are things that, like, just sort of... I don't know why I have this on my mind. I think something must have happened and then I've forgotten what actually happened. But, like, with refugees, I just wish that he would commit to, like, uh, accepting refugees. Yeah, that's been a bit... Because yeah. he did that's it. That's probably his worst, like, uh-huh. policy. Like, he did it for the Biloela family. That was earlier, right after you got elected, right? They put in that... Um, yeah, it was, people, like... People, like, called to get them, mm. them back in. Because yeah, he committed that. to that ages right, ago. Right, okay. But then it must have been around the time that they were, you know, getting them back to Biloela, there was something else happening with, like, a boat or refugees or something, mm. and he just kind of rejected them, essentially. And mm. I was just kind of like, really? Like, come on. Yeah, it is kind of – it's very disheartening. Because even, like, in the one of their, like, election debates, he, like, admitted that – gaff he did he stuffed up and there were so many yeah it was on the bad ones where he stuffed up and he had to go oh no like um you're right that was a good idea Scott Morrison it was about turning back the boats uh, I can't remember mm, yeah 
Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. The debates kind of went in one ear and out the other. Yeah, well, I'd never watched them before, so I kind of thought they were interesting. I thought they'd yell at each other more, though. I was like, yeah. kind of excited for that. A bit more American. Yeah, mm. yeah. I guess it's good it's not, though. Have you been watching the January 6th? The yeah, trial? The, yeah, the hearings. No, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't either, but I just think it's interesting. Maybe we'll do it next. Oh, we won't yeah. have a show next week. Uh, no. Oh, maybe not. Oh, yeah, I think we're having a break, and then it's you and George. So I have a two-week break. Yeah. Maybe I'll talk about it in two weeks. Yeah, maybe there'll be some very some very new advances mm. in, the, in the trial. My dad thinks they'll charge Trump. I hope so. Yeah. I, I kind of think they will. Why does he think that? Does he know what... Um, he's been watching it much more than I have, mm. but he loves to read Twitter and, you know, not the most reliable source. Sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> but he just thinks, you know... Trump's broken the law, you know, he's done all these bad things. And he has done, you know, the January 6th stuff, as well as all the other bad stuff he did, objectively. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I, like, think it's crazy to think about that, like, people are going to, like, like, learn about him in history books. Mm. Yeah. Like, there'll probably be some silly photo of him looking like an orange. Is there a photo where he doesn't? No, but like it just it, yeah, you know, no, and they'll have one of those silly captions. You know how history books have a silly caption? There'll be like this little caption next to a photo being like, and this is President Trump. Look at his silly fake tan. You know what I mean? Like, you know how they have those funny little like, yeah. things? They yeah, so try to be odd. a funny textbook. Like, it'll just be so funny. Yeah, no, that is crazy to think about. I um, mean, we've lived through a crazy few years. I know. 2016 to 20. Well, now. But so. I wonder if it'll be. I wonder if COVID as well, I mean, obviously very different, but they're the only thing I can find that's, like, comparable to, like, a crisis. Mm. But, um, like, obviously 9-11, I was born in 2002. And I mm. feel like, obviously, that happened quite close to when I was born, but I don't, it, like, I feel like no one my age really, like, was affected. Like, obviously, I wasn't born yet. And, like, don't think about it too much. Like, it just feels quite, like, we know the significance of it, but it feels quite distant and, like, kind of yeah. like, oh, well... Yeah, that was in the past kind of thing. Yeah, well, and I wonder if people like babies who were born in twenty twenty will like well, my little, be the same thing where it feels di- like COVID feels distant. And they'll be like, oh, mm. like it was just something that happened when I was a baby. Yeah, Do well, I, I mean? think it's interesting because people who were born right after nine eleven, you know, in the lo- like in the next couple of months, probably would have not flown for years of their life. Yeah, and I mean, I have a little cousin who was born in twenty twenty. Um, I have a couple actually, <laughs> and they. You know, they didn't meet us for six months because yeah. they're in Queensland. Um, more than six months, maybe. Like, a while. Mm-hmm. But they didn't also have the lockdowns. But I just... I mean, those kids who were born at the start of 2020 and then had their first, like, two years of life in lockdown in yeah. Melbourne. Like, how are they going to come out of this? Like, will it affect their development? That would yeah. be kind of interesting. I think it's interesting. Like neurological. Interesting to think about. Yeah. But uh, COVID is like, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about how much of an impact this is having. Yeah. Like in French, we were talking about um, our teacher had given us like a past exam, an exercise from a past exam, and it was about remote working uh. and saying, oh, you need to write a letter to your boss saying why he should let you work from home. And we were all like, huh. How and like funny. COVID wasn't an answer before. It was in twenty fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> COVID. Um, and the monkeypox. Yeah. Well, 
actually, I was reading an article this morning about that in The Guardian, just saying, like, if we could talk seriously about sex and safe sex and things. Because it's, it's sexually transmitted, isn't yeah, it? Well, not, all, not only, but, like, yeah. part of it. Because it would be the sores, I'm presuming, the, bo- the pox. The pox, yeah. Um, just saying that if we could talk about this, it wouldn't be being, like, co-opted as a scare campaign by, like, right-wingers. That's an interesting because um, they just kind of fear monger. Yeah, it was yeah, interesting. That is a really interesting perspective, right? Well, we'll go into a final song and then I guess we'll wrap up. Wrap after it that. up, hey? Yeah, that was a bit of a long segment. Kind of. I know. Well, I've been looking at the time, going, we've got to fill this somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bit of a tangent. All right. We're back. We're back. Do you have any uh, final words? Final reflections. Not really. Not really. We were just talking about how we don't really think there's much going on. In yeah, news. I feel like we struggled to give you a show. <laughs> political news. It's all economics. Mm. Yeah, and if you're wondering where George is, he's in Bali. He's hopefully giving, he's living it up. What's he doing? He's doing debits in the current account because <laughs> these debits is money going out. See, we should have recorded this yesterday because then I could have used this as a little bit of study. Right. But, uh, well, we didn't. Too late. Yep. Well, I hope he's having fun in the Bali sun. He's probably like lying on the with beach, like a drinking colada. a co- cocktail out of a coconut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, have fun, George. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I guess should we just wrap it up? Wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in to Represent here on Sin. We've been your hosts, Mimi and Bridie. You can keep up to date and let us know what you thought of the show on our socials and find us at Sin Represent on Twitter and Instagram. And TikTok. And TikTok. We need to post a TikTok, (laughs) actually. We do need to. I'm thinking of deleting my own TikTok, but obviously not the worst. That's a side note. Um, (laughs) If you want to hear this episode again or catch up on any of our old episodes, you can find our podcast on Omni and Spotify, like under Represent. Um, All right. Amplify is up after this. We were just talking about how we never introduce the next show, which is horrible of us. So we're going to start to now. From now on, we're turning a new... Turning a new page. We're turning a new page. So, um... A new leaf. A a new leaf. leaf. A new leaf. That's it. All right. Um, okay. So yeah, ref, uh, amplifies up next. Um, you're lis- you've listened to represent on sin, and remember to stay, stay political. You've been listening to a sin media podcast where young people run the show.